All right, we've been in Ruth. I'm going to try to stay there. We're going to, we have crept our way into chapter 2. Let's see how far we get or we're allowed to go. Just to catch you up. Limelech and his family went to Moab because of a famine. They were there. Elimelech died. They had two sons with them. Both sons got married. Both sons passed away. Ruth had heard that God had visited the people in Bethlehem by giving them bread. So she packed up and was ready to go. Her daughters-in-law were going to follow her. Ruth continued. Orpah turned back. We've walked into Bethlehem. And wouldn't you know it, just like this is how God is. When God brings you out of something and puts you into something else, I've yet to see where God has put us in at the end of it. If it was a time of a season of fruit or a season of, um, of gain or anything of that nature, he, he never takes us out of a bad place and puts us to the end of a good place. He brings us to the beginning of a good place. Um, when you see the, the, har the harvest, the barley harvest, when, when you see that, that basically is the first fruits harvest. Um, there was a lot of things that took place with first fruit harvest. Um, first fruit harvest would feed the poor. They would feed the, the widowed. Um, that's what would take place. That's why it was so important. And, and we'll see some of that this morning. When Ruth was going and gleaning in the fields, by law it was ordered that they were allowed to be in the corners of the fields. The law would state that to separate that portion so that the widowed and the, uh, the poor could eat. Ruth, however, ends up somehow in the field. And she is given permission. Well, all right, Tommy, you wanted the permission granted. She was given permission. Tommy was asking me for a title, sorry. If I didn't do that, then when it hit me, I would have forgotten and he would ask me after church. That's why if y'all ever look at some of the titles, they just look crazy because I just go, Tommy, I don't know, I'll leave. So Tommy's got to put something up. Gone fishing. <laughs> BRB one week. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell what he'll put up. So now we are, we are in the, the barley harvest the beginning of the barley harvest. And you know, if, if we was to look at this with the naked eye at the beginning of the barley harvest, we would probably begin to rejoice because we're there, we're there just in time. We're there just in time for the harvest. But here's something that we don't often understand. When you get there at the beginning of the harvest, Yes, there was a lot of work that was done 
prior to getting to that point. But can I tell you that at the beginning of the harvest, there's work still yet to be done. Farmers still have to gather their corn. When it's grown up and it looks pretty and it's time. See, I think that's probably the two, the two seasons that the farmer probably regrets the most. The time to plant and the time to harvest. Because both of them require a lot of work. So here they are, I mean, as rejoicing as we might be at this particular moment, and probably so they were, but I would say, man, I got to go out here and do all this now just to get something blessed, just like a Christian though, ain't it? I, you mean I got to do all of that? No, you ain't got to do none of it. But here, here we are, we're at the barley harvest, and Let's, let's start, I'm going to start at verse, I'm just going to bounce through a few scripture. I, I don't want to, let's just see what happens. Starting at verse 2, it says, So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened <laughs> to come across or to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. Basically, she stepped outside of the corner and got all up in his business. Just happened. See, you, you got to understand, they didn't have fences like we have today, so it's not something that separates one field from another. These were these were wide open fields and they would have rocks setting here and there to separate boundaries and such. But there wasn't, a, there wasn't a fence that you would have to climb over to get into somebody else's field. You could basically just be walking along, not paying attention, and look over and see something that catches your eye like a squirrel and take off. And you could be in somebody else's field. Now behold, Boaz came to Bethlehem and said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered him, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, now look, watch what he says. It's the young Moabite woman. Boy, isn't it? Just follow me for a second. She, here, here, here Ruth is finding herself in the favor of God, gleaning in fields, just happened to go over into Boaz's field, just happened to go there. Nothing just happens, but just happened to go over into Boaz's field. And now that she is in Boaz's field and she's, she's already under the favor of God, and wouldn't it be just like it is any other time, when you're under the favor of God, somebody is always hating on you. When you find the best man in the world, there's haters. You found him. But the, here she is, she's in this field. She's under the favor of God, and she comes to the man in charge and said, who's that woman? Uh-oh, she's been recognized now. See, if you're in the favor of God, not a whole lot of people will say a whole lot, but when you're recognized about being in the favor of God, that's when they turn the heat up. 
because immediately he turns back because he wanted to make sure that Boaz understood, Boaz, she is not of our bloodline. She's not favored by our people. She doesn't belong. She is the Moabitess. Was the one that was on drugs, was the one that done this, was the one. And because you're in the favor of God now and you've decided, you know, there's sometimes that you got to work in the favor of God too. I'll show you that. We, we think that once we enter in the favor of God, now we can just sit back and get fat and happy. But there comes a requirement with that. Well, I'm not going to say there comes a because you're still going to be favored in that. Let me, let me finish reading some of it. I think I'm getting, I ain't getting too far ahead, but I just want to, I want to make sure that you're caught up with me. So the servant who was in charge, reapers of the reapers answered, said, is the young Moabite woman, the one that shouldn't be here. Do you want me to run her? I can see it. Do you want, you want me to run her out of here? She don't belong here. She's not over here. She's not of the bloodline. She's not supposed to be. I wonder... I wonder, being that they set that law up, I wonder if it was just for the people of the bloodline. I didn't research that. Shame on me. I wonder if it was just for those that were there, not out-of-towners. Just for the people. Because God, God still will take care of his people. So anyway... Just a thought, sorry, squirrel. And she said, please let me glean and, and, and gather after the reap." This is what she told this guy. Just let me go and, and glean after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and she continued from the morning until now. Though she rested just a little bit in the house. I mean, he's trying to tell all her business. Just tell on her. She all up in the house? Then Boaz said to Ruth, Boy, don't you know he just got mad. He said, you will listen to me, my daughter. Boy, I know this guy got mad. Because he's trying to disgrace and discard. And Boaz is coming into, oh, come on. It's, are y'all seeing the picture of Jesus? As though, as, as many people out there feel that you don't deserve to be saved, Jesus still says, even after all the ugliness you've done in all your life, Jesus still says, he didn't call her, he didn't call her by name. He, oh man, here we go. He already went straight to the adoption phase. He said, my daughter. <laughs> See, we... We think we have to do something for him in order for him to call us. All she was doing was working in the favor of God that was given to her. That's all. She was minding her own business. You will listen to me, my daughter, will you not? Don't go, don't go to glean in another field. Nor go from here, but stay close to my young women. Don't go to another field. Listen, 
you just so happened to get in my field? You just so happened to get in my field? Let me show you what happens when you get in the favor of God. Don't look. Okay. Paul said, I learned to be okay in the good and in the bad, right? Blessed and feeling not so blessed. When I had money, when I didn't have money. When I was sick, when I wasn't sick. He learned to be okay with it. He was content in it. Can I tell you that when you're walking in the favor of God, be content where you are. Amen. But work. Stay, work. Stay minding your place of favor. Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about this. Your favor, when, when God is taking care of business in your family and in your life, don't be looking over there in that field and wanting to have the favor of that field when you're in the field of favor in your own life. Because what's going to happen, here again, she wasn't in the bloodline. I still think I'm going to have to research it, but I can almost guarantee it's, it's, it was a bloodline law. It was a law set up for them. Don't go over there because you're not going to be received. They're not going to be as nice to you over there as I am here. Stay here. Work in the favor you're in. Everything looks better on the other side. But that looks like it's got more barley over there than it's got over. I'm going to go over there. They're taking longer lunches in the other field. I can go over there and get a lot more. <laughs> oh, let your eyes be on the field which they reap. Let your eyes be on the field in which they reap. Keep Quit allowing everything to distract you. Stay on course. Man, for five minutes of your life, stay on course. Quit letting everything that jumps up that looks prettier or looks bigger or looks better or looks fancier or looks whatever more than what you have. Quit letting that thing distract you because you may end up going to a field of favor that you were not given and they will not receive you and your life becomes harder. You got to work, uh-oh, you got to work 10 times harder. You ever heard them people? They always talk about that. I got to work 10 times harder than anybody else. No, not really. If you in the favor that God set you up in, Leave it alone. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? I mean, 
Boaz is setting up a guard. Jesus sets up a guard around us. God takes care of his people. He is given not only, not only provision, but he is given protection. But we have to be certain to stay on course with his instructions. We don't like being given instructions. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, just think about it. If you, if you were this person at this moment, if you were Ruth in this moment, and you were broke, busted, and disgusted, you was a widow, you didn't have any money, and you're out in a field having to pick up the scraps of other people, and you've got a man that shows up, or a woman that shows up, and tells you what to do and what not to do, you probably, come on, I, I can probably reach in here real quick and grab five women. Real quick, that will start going. No, nah, you ain't telling me. <laughs> Debbie watched some kind of crazy TikTok. The woman always throwing her shoe off and it hits the ceiling and she catches it and trying to beat her husband with it. <laughs> but this is the kind of... Michelle, they, they understand, don't they? Y'all understand me, right? Because you, you're not going to... You don't want to be... You're, you're held up in a position of, of where you feel that the favor ain't fair. But you're on the other side of the street with that. Where it's really not fair. And somebody's going to come and tell you, don't go over there. But... Don't go to DSW Shoes. But... <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't. I wonder how many of us would have looked at him and said, but that field over there is bigger than yours. Look, I don't work for you. Oh, I don't work for you. Don't tell me what to do. Matter of fact, break out the law book on them. You can't tell me what to do. The corners are for the poor. And for the widowed. Anyway, all right. We'll move on. She fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes? Isn't that something? First, she's asking Naomi to go out and work in the field in, in whom she wants to find favor. And then she goes and she does what she says she's going to do and finds favor. And now she's questioning. Boy, you bunch of wavering Christian. You ask God for something, he give it to you. And the first thing you want to know is, Why? I mean, we get shocked when God answers a prayer the way that we prayed it. Whoa. And you call and tell everybody like it's a surprise. Why are you surprised? Tommy, let me jump. Can I jump? Are you ready for me to jump? Oh, <laughs> Lord help us. I'm joking. You ready to jump? He said, whoa. Hey, you might need to help your boy. <laughs> I said, you ready? No, he's good. <laughs> let's go to, uh, let, let, let's go to 15. Let, let's go to, yeah, let's go to 15. Well, yeah. I jump back on you, you go, oh, well, wait a minute. 
Okay. The Lord, the Lord repay your work. I'm, I'm reading 12. Just stay where you're at. The Lord repay your work and pay you a full reward. And may a full reward be given you by the Lord. Under whose wings you have come for refuge. Boy. A full reward. May he give you a full reward. If you will just... Listen, if you'll just do this, if you'll just follow along, if you'll just stay in this field, if you'll just keep yourself in the loving arms of Christ, quit bouncing back and forth. Stay in the field. Then she said, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord. You have comforted me and spoken kindly to your maidservant, even though I'm not one of your maidservants. Now, Boaz said to her at mealtime, come and sit here. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was kind of slick. He trying to set himself up. Y'all do know that what, what Ruth meant, right? Ruth means something to see. Y'all remember that? That she was probably hot. No offense. She wasn't as hot as you. I can promise. She ain't, uh uh-uh. But she was hot. Hot enough. Listen, I mean, he got... She got his attention. All, you can't tell me she was the only woman in the field running around gleaning in the corners. You can't tell me that. I'm not convinced. I'm sure there were other widows and there were other poor people out there gleaning, but yet he can pick her up. Who? who? Uh-huh, come on, men. It's just like y'all, y'all went to the bar. Y'all rolled up in there and looked over and said, who that girl? Yeah, you did. And then you set up shop. You want to know how I know? Don't ask me. <laughs> you set up shop and you, you observe for a minute. Looking to see who else was coming. Just making sure there wasn't no other guy coming and sitting in that seat beside you. That's why you better, be, you better make sure both, both seats are full on either side. When you go somewhere, the man looking. I'm just trying to tell you. You got to have both seats taken up. You don't want them around you. Take both seats up on both sides. You're taking. You can take both seats up on both sides so no other man's trying to worry about it. But he found her. He went, ooh, who that? And then he said, come sit down beside me at mealtime. I mean, we, we've, we've gone to being a pauper to being in position. Whew. Uh-oh. That was good. Just right there. We've gone from having to beg to being a part of daddy's fold. From being a pauper to being in position. See, you, oh, but how did she get to this? How did she get to this position? By working in the favor in which God had set her. She was working. Hang on. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Basically, I mean, you, you have to picture this. In the sheaves, if she's gleaning in the sheaves, the sheaves are most likely in the hands of those harvesting. 
because they're harvesting and carrying the sheaves because they got to take the sheaves to the boss man or to the house. They have to take it to the winnowing floor. That's where the sheaves ended up because you would winnow the sheaves at the winnow floor. Winnow floor was kind of a little, boy, that was, a, I got some other stuff on that one too. Don't, oh. The winnowing floor was a, was a higher mound that was set up. So when they would beat the wheat and the barley, that it would blow away the shaft and the grain would fall on the floor. There is something in there about getting beat in your praise. That would be a different time. But I'm there's something about being beat in your praise. Because you're to offer up, never mind, it's first fruit, never mind, stop. And when she rose to glean, Boaz commanded her, told everybody to leave her alone. Also let her grain, or let grain fall from the bundles. Fall purposefully for her. Leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her there. Now you imagine these workers that are out there, because there's some other stuff, girl, you better stop. There, there's some stuff that's taking place in these fields with, these, with, with the workers. They're harvesting this stuff up. They're carrying it in their arms. This woman that come from Moab has crawled up not only in the corner, but has crawled up inside the field. Not only has crawled up inside the field, but now she has the permission from the owner to not only glean in the sheaves. First she was picking scraps up in the corner. Now she's gleaning sheaves. And now he's telling everybody to leave her alone. And then he says, better yet, I want you to drop handfuls of grain on purpose and allow her to glean from there. Okay, just give me a minute to work this. These workers are out there bending over and having to work this stuff. They're not getting anything from it. They're having to take this and give up. Now, they're going to get a portion, but they can't get as much as they want. I'm sure there was a pay. Okay? So they're gleaning all this, or they're cutting all the harvest up, and they're taking this, and then here comes this woman. And she starts taking out of their arms. Oh, you'd be mad. I already seen it on her face. She's like, I thought there for a minute was going to have stop service and have altar call. Because she looked at me like, Pfft. see what I mean? I told y'all, y'all be taking earrings and kicking. I wonder how they felt. Oh, come on. All right, let me, let me get on your side of the table for a minute because this is how you would be doing it. If, if all that favor was given you, this is how you would be doing it. That one there looks like it's bigger than the other ones. I'll take that one. You wouldn't be in there just saying, yeah, just whatever you want to give me, honey. You just give me. No, you wouldn't. You'd be going, don't make me go to Boaz. Take this one. Take that one. Now she has those. Now she's carrying. Now, oh. So she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out. Look, she's working. And beat out what she had gleaned. And it was about an FF of barley. It was about two-thirds of a bushel. Y'all see bushel baskets? 
that you buy a bushel of apples in. So about two-thirds of that was full. Does anybody in here have any idea about how many stalks of barley it would take to get the grain to fill up two-thirds of a bushel? Let's just go ahead and say that number. A lot. A lot. So let me ask this question. Do you think you could carry enough stalks in your arm to beat the grain to fill up two-thirds? Okay, good, good. Now you follow me. So along her way, she's got all of these stalks that she's having to beat out to get two-thirds of a bushel. She's in the favor of God, but yet she's still working. Oh, oh, I'm going, oh, I can't wait to get there. I wish I could hit the gas. She's working in the favor of God has given her this opportunity. She's taken full advantage of the opportunity without taking advantage of God. Taking full advantage of the opportunity, beating out the sheaves that she has. But, whoa, wait a minute, let's not forget. They are supposed to drop handfuls. She's got to work for hers. But while she works for hers, she's getting some she ain't have to work for. She didn't have to harvest it. She didn't have to beat it. All she done was picked it up. Can I tell listen, listen. See, you're, you're coming. Dear God, help us understand. They got there at the beginning of the barley harvest, which was the first fruits. That was the first season of harvest, which meant there were other seasons coming of fruit. They got there in the first season of fruit. If you will sit there and work in the favor in which God has set you in first, I promise you, he'll come back around and he's going to add more because he's El should die. He's more than, he will always add to. He said that men would add unto your bosom, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And here she is with an armful of stalks. She'd have been over there sweating all day, beating out stalks. She's walking back, and as she walks back, she's grabbing a handful. Here's another hand. Well, she didn't have to carry that in her arm, so she's putting that in her pocket. Grabbing another handful. Come on, church. Listen, when God puts you in a place of favor, go after it. Because, see, we limit, well, pastor, he's not as good to me. It's because you stopped working. It's because you did not go any further. It's because you did not require any more of God. You can't require more than God can give. Why do you stop? God has put you in a position of favor on your life. And while you're working in the favor, not sitting at home, because somebody come home and somebody pass you on the street and give you $100, and you stop working for a week. You go home. You sit down. You can got, you can got rich real quick, ain't you? Ain't going to work no more this week. Sold a house this week. Ain't selling no more the rest of the month. Come on. I mean, y'all talk to me. Man, when you're, when you're favored, the best, time to, the best time to sell a house is right after you sold one. The best time to sell a car is right after you sold one. The best time to ask for God for favor is right after he already give you one. Keep him on a high note. She's beating and she's having to work in this favor. 
And she's not scared to do it. She just continued to work. She came, she came with the hopes of getting maybe enough to make a couple bread cakes. You can't make your expectation get any higher, can you? She came in hopes to get a couple bread cakes. Because she was gleaning in the corner. But yet she went home. Two-thirds of a bushel. And what I really loved about it. She went back the next day. Right? If God can do it like that, I wonder what he can do today. We limit God in the favor we experience because we stop working in the favor he's positioned us in. We stop calling. We stop placing, we stop placing a demand on his word. You want to get God's attention? Talk to him with this word. Because that's the only thing he's really looking for. He says that he goes about listening, watching over his word. Just hoping that somebody will be just crazy enough to believe that he can do above and beyond. Just so he can step on scene. Oh, we could have been, we could have been like some of the others that maybe would have come to there and go, Man, it's just really stinks. I, I they got it so good over there. And I mean, here's one. What, this ain't got but two heads of grain. And I'm going to be here all week. Oh, there's a point. When you're in your favor, keep your mouth shut. Don't go, don't go bragging to people, telling them just how good you got it. You better be careful. Because as quick as you got good, you can get bad real quick. <laughs> I ain't saying you don't talk about the favor of God. If Paul said, if I'm a boast, I'm a boast in him. So it's, it's fine to boast in how good. God do it every day. I called her the other day on the phone. I'm crying, really. Driving down the road. But I know people look at me and go, Wait, what a big crybaby. Every time I see him coming down the road, he's crying. I cry a lot. But listen to me, when you start to understand that God's faithfulness and his goodness is overwhelming and it surpasses anything you could ever desire, want, or hope for and deserve. I said, baby, I got a question. First, I said, what you doing? You want to take a guess what she was doing? Take a guess. <laughs> let, me, let me let you take a guess. Just take a guess. Shopping? No, she wasn't shopping. She had her head, it was your head under the dryer and you was getting ready to do your nails, right? No, you just finished your, just finished your feet and was doing your... Mm -hmm. What you doing? I just finished my manicure and get me a pedicure. Or I got finished my pedicure, get me to do my manicure. Okay, I said, I got a question. She said, what's that? I said, why is God so good to us?
Does that mean we stop working? It means, it means we work harder. If you're not going down the road of asking, God, why are you so good to me? You're missing it. He wants you to recognize his goodness. He, he wants you to tell him how good he is. But you have so many people, even in their downtime, you have your life or you have your health. Yeah, we got bumps. Things happen, and I get it. And it's tough, and I get it. But you're in the favor of God just because you're his child. I've been there with him, and I've been there without him. And can I tell you, when I was there without him, you would hate me. Because I didn't care. I'd pour your guts out. It didn't make no difference to me. I'd walk up your back and over you and over you and over you to make my dollar. And she'll tell you. And now I'm trying to figure out where I can spend it. <laughs> Who I can give it to. But she's working in her favor. She is still gleaning. Listen, if it was us, in most cases, as soon as we heard that they were going to drop it on purpose, we wouldn't go pick up no more stalks. No, you wouldn't, because you'd be over there getting the easy way. Right? It makes sense, doesn't it? I probably would have done it that way. Don't tell Tommy stuff like that. <laughs> you tell Tommy that, did he just stop working? I went, we, he said, work smarter than I, well, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> get my glasses off, I get in trouble. So she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out what she had gleaned. And it was about an FF of barley. Go to 22. Just hang, I'm just trying to blow through chapter 2 with you. I mean, I, I don't want to wear you out. And who am I to give you anything that God ain't already give you? I was half tempted to say we wasn't going to do anything. I was half tempted to say I love you and we was going to pray and go home. I was half tempted Probably should have, and I could have saved this for next week. We might just get back in chapter 2 anyway, it don't matter. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, and that the people do not meet you in any other field. Don't Listen, it's good that you stay within the... Stay within the confounds of Christ-like people. It's good that you stick around them. See, when you make up your own, 
I ain't saying you can't be saved and have unsaved friends. That's not what I'm telling you. I have them. I've got them all. I got a whole group of them. But can I tell you, I try to stay away from Christian folk as much as possible. Because those people will pull me out. Let something bad in your life happen. And the first thing they want to do is check God on you. Well, I thought you were serving God and going to church. Now look. Yeah, I tried that God thing one time. And the same thing happened to me. I just don't do it no more. Listen, we, we just think that life changes immediately and, and we're free of anything. And it doesn't happen like that. Most cases. I've seen major transformations, but in most cases. It takes some time to glean in the field of favor. Be, be on the work. Not on the couch. But Ruth told her, it's, it's good, or Naomi told her, it's going to be good. You stay around them. They're going to keep you protected. They'll keep you in the right field. Oh, yeah, they'll keep you in the right field. It'll keep you from wandering. See, if you hang out with me, and you come up to me and go, hey, Rock, hey, um, the boys are going to go out drinking night. You want to? You want to go with us? Just have a beer. Nah, good. I'm good. Wait, are you going with them? Man, why don't me and you take off? We'll go get something else. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. See, I'm, I'm trying to keep you away from that. You should be trying to keep each one of us away from that. Not, not letting us go, because it ain't going to be but one thing lead to another. Don't ask me how I know. You can be in love one minute and lust in the next 15. <laughs> At least we got one that's honest up in here. <laughs> you got, we got to be careful. Stop going to other fields, man. Yep. Put your head down and go to work. I used to tell them, just keep your head down and do your job. Don't worry about nobody else's job and what they're doing or anything. You keep your head down, keep your nose clean, do your job, and you'll be successful. It's when you start going here and there and here and there and there and there and here and there and watching this one and that one. And then you look back and you've done 20 years and you got nothing. And you want to know why. So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz to glean until the end of barley harvest. Look, watch this. Y'all see that? I'm done. Look. She stayed close by the young women of Boaz. We, we read scripture and we forget there might be some time lapse. It's just like in the beginning God created heaven and earth. There's a, there's a time lapse. I ain't going to get into all that with you, but there's a time lapse. It's just like Malachi to Matthew. There's 430 years, and, and God ain't talked to nobody. Well, you wouldn't let me buy with that, would you not? 
not even for 24 minutes. Why ain't you talking? I'm sure some other people was like, God, are you still here? So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz, period, to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest. Because she kept to her own, because she minded direction, because she worked in the favor in which she was positioned in, she didn't get one harvest. Come on, church. Ask yourself this question. Ask you, do you do I believe that he'll give me more than what I bargained for? And I don't think she I don't think she worked herself to the favor. I just believe she worked in the favor. You with me? You understand that? There's a difference. It's like going to church to get saved or going to church because you're saved. Amen. It's like serving God because you're saved or serving God because you love him. It's, she, she worked in the favor, not for the favor. That's why, that's why some of us walk around just one pocket full of seed, and that's all we got. Got one handful of barley, and that's all we got. And God said, dude, that's the beginning of the season. There's still more to harvest. What, why are you carrying the same handful? Are you going to get more? Do you not even want more? I, I'm wondering if she ran past some people. I, I just wonder if she just run by people, just grab handfuls and <laughs> on her way to, to put her stuff down. Threshed it. Winnowed it. Set it up there. Run back out in the field. On the way in. On the way out. Bless, go, bless going in. Blessed coming out. Work in the favor you're in. You want to know how to make the marriage work? Work in the marriage you're in. You, you, you want to know how to make your job work? You want to know how to make your job good? Work in the job you're in. Y'all with me? I mean, you can't. I'm picking on you right now, but kind of, sort of, not really. You can't make money in, in selling houses if you ain't selling houses. It's kind of hard. Ain't that almost be a stupid statement? I want you to make money in house selling, but you don't sell houses. And want to know why we ain't making no money. When's the last time you went and showed a house? I'm just, I'm, when, when's the last time you went and trained, I'm going to leave you alone. When's the last time you went and trained a dog? You want to know why we ain't making money? We ain't trained a dog. 
I don't know what some of you are. When's the last time I got a check? When's the last time you went to work? Do you understand what I'm saying? 